the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money invested, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. How about Charlie from Willy Wonka? Charlie! Um, never acted in a movie ever again after the Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory movie. We're talking about the original, we're not talking about any of the remakes or anything like that. That's interesting to note, you say. Not really. Um, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. We have an interesting day on Wall Street, yet again. Hmm. A lot of things in tech that you need to know. A lot of things in business that you need to know today. I would say that tomorrow is going to Trump today, because tomorrow we get employment numbers. Today we get first-time unemployment numbers, which should lead to um, it should lead to a revision of expectations that maybe we're more of a growthy market versus a stagnating growth market versus a slight growth market. So the first-time unemployment claims came in at a number that we're comfortable with enough to say. Eh, it's not bad. At least it's not getting worse. Fewer Americans in forecast filed applications for unemployment benefits last week, indicating the labor market is improving. Jobless claims declined by 9,000 to 323,000 in the week ended August 31. Another report out this morning showed productivity climb more than expected. That's positive in the fight against inflation. Equity futures went higher this morning after the European Central Bank President Mario Draghi said the monetary stance for the euro will remain accommodated for as long as necessary for an extended period of time. The euro slipped on that news. The dollar got stronger. Yesterday, investors got to watch you know, Syria continue to develop. Senate Foreign Relations Committee voted yesterday to authorize President Barack Obama to conduct a limited military operation against the regime of Bashar al-Assad. The full Senate is going to talk about it on September 9th. Al-Assad is probably wrapping up his Swedish-European vacation at this point in time. That's 
you tell a leader we're going to bomb, I'm, like, I'm getting out of here, is my reaction. S&P 500 up 4. The Dow is up 35. The NASDAQ is up 10. Uh, Apple down 1 today. Yesterday had a big 10-point move up. Yesterday, the big Samsung Galaxy Gear smartwatch story started to play out. Samsung Electronics, who very, not sneakily, because I'm going to get some sort of trouble for stereotyping, but Samsung craftily started to make better TVs than Sony. Samsung started to craftily make better smartphones. Well, televisions than Sony is what I meant to say. Samsung's better televisions than Sony right now, in my opinion. But they also started making pretty good smartphones. And they're doing well. They set the price of the Galaxy Gear at $299. Biggest maker of smartphones. Galaxy Gear is to be a watch. From looking at it, a lot of people think it's dead on arrival, in large part because it only works with one future phone of Samsung and not any previous current iterations. The gear is going to go on sale September 25. Samsung showed it off yesterday at IFA, Europe's largest consumer electronics show. They're racing with Apple and Sony to cover a niche for the wearable market. Of course, Google Glass is there too. Device makers like smartwatches because they're personal devices that are highly visible to consumers. Uh, if you see your friend wearing a cool smartwatch on the wrist, you'll probably want one too. The gear weighs 2.6 ounces. Its band is awful. Its screen is fine. It's big. The device has a fitness tracker and works with about 70 applications. 4 gigabyte internal memory. 512 megabytes of RAM. It links wirelessly to your phone. It's almost useless without your phone. So a lot of people see it dead on arrival. I'm not so sure if I see it dead on arrival, but... It's certainly not something that I'm clamoring for. Jeff Bezos went to the newspaper and the Washington Post told employees, don't be boring. He also said it should be as easy to get a subscription to the Post as it is to buy diapers on Amazon. I like that. Employees were inspired by what he had to say. So says the Internet. Um... What else is there? Yahoo came out with a logo? Do we care about this? CEO Mercer Mayer tells the story of the creation in a detailed post on Tumblr. I the here's what here's what people had to say about it. First and foremost, I think it was kind of pretentious the way she talked about it. So she's starting to lose a little bit of court of public favor right now. Venture capitalist Mike Arrington said, I'm pretty sure that even 10 years from now, I'm still going to look at Yahoo's new logo and think, that's one god-awful, fugly logo right there. It sucks badly. Deep Focus. Deep Focus ad agency CEO Ian Schaefer said, I believe the font is meh condensed. Entrepreneur Derek Powazak said, no logo has ever solved a business problem, but especially not this one. Interesting. I would say that people not all that impressed. Smartphone BlackBerry maker, research in motion. They're taking a bit of the spotlight from Apple and Samsung. Apple coming out with their big release on the 10th. Samsung came out with a big release yesterday. BlackBerry surging on sales of talk of the company. BlackBerry wants to wrap up a sale by November, so says 
the Wall Street Journal, a committee of review and strategic alternatives for Blackberries narrow down possible bidders and hopes to complete a sale quickly. So, given the importance and strength of the technology, they want to get out as soon as they can. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my. What else is there really to talk about today? Um, market numbers were holding up particularly well. September's, you know, Dow's playing with 15,000 again. The Nasdaq's at 3,660. SP 500 up four. Better economic reports are sending stocks higher today. Is there an expectation that there will be a sell-off when bombs start flying in Syria? I think there are. Uh, would I stake my reputation on it? No. Because you never really know. Is it going to be a fast engagement? Is it going to be a short engagement? Uh, you know, I'm more worried about not the political fallout here, but the continuing unease and, and civil war mentality in the Middle East. Iraq seems to be on the verge of another civil war. Didn't we just see that not too long ago? In Afghanistan, now in Syria. It's a little stressful. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Your 401k, is it the best choice for saving for retirement? I tend to think that it is. I'm going to tell you everything that you need to know about saving for retirement. I'm going to try to wrap it up in a nice little bow for you. This is Rob Black and your money. Don't forget, i got an event coming up in Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel. Saturday, Thursday, September 12th. Thursday, September 12th from 6.30 It's a workshop tied towards retirement issues. You can sign up for it right now from 6.30 at robblack.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. I own shares of Apple. The initial reviews on Samsung smartwatch sound really, really, really bad. It's still very early. There are a couple of significant downsides that temper enthusiasm for the new year. According to the review, first and foremost is the speed and intuitiveness of the user interface, or rather, lack of. There's a lag to anything you do with a gear, while the swipe gestures are hard to figure out and do different things depending on where you are in the menus. The speaker built in the buckle is too quiet and makes the old sci-fi action of conducting a phone call via your watch a possibility only in quiet areas of the world. It also doesn't play back any music. It just controls output on your connected devices. 
Most of all, I find it hard to justify the price tag of $299 on an accessory like Galaxy Gear. It's too dependent on its parent device for functionality. There you go. We'll see how it sells. We'll see if the door is now open for Apple to wow us. 30-year mortgage rates rise to 4.57%. That's a lot different than 3.8% and a lot different than 3.5%. But moving up from these levels, it becomes a little bit... uh, It becomes a little less dramatic. ISM service index jumps to a record level in August. Job growth slows, but taper's still seen. Will it be $10 billion? Will it be $30 billion in September? Treasury yields close in on 3%. 2.94%. Tomorrow we could hit that magical 3%, and I don't think it's a stretch of the imagination. And again, that's big round number, and Americans like big round things. We like big round numbers. So... borrowing costs, that's starting to get to a point where I'm like, you know what, for some of my safe money, I'm good with a 10-year treasury. For the lower end of my safe money, for the lower end of my income, 3% not that bad. N-T-B, not that bad. I know you're saying, you just made that up. You're so good at these. You're so good. I know. Okay. So we live in a fun society, and you and I could sit here and argue about who should be in Fifty Shades of Grey, whether it's Dakota Johnson, who is the child of Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith, or if it should be somebody else. I don't know. I don't care about that kind of stuff. But one area that we could argue about is higher income, lower income, higher taxes, lower taxes, those that have, those that don't have. The number of Americans choosing to give up their citizenship has spiked dramatically this year as the government works to implement a new disclosure law aimed at stamping out tax evasion. So there's a rush of Americans hoping to avoid new disclosure requirements. Others living abroad say they're just giving up their U.S. passport because they're tired of dealing with overly complicated tax filings. Every year I'm spending $607 to have someone do my tax paperwork, so says Kim Frederick Schneider, who resides in the U.K. and retains a Swedish passport. Um, it's a pretty big uptick. About 1,800 Americans renounced U.S. citizenship in the first half of 2013. That's up from 2012's entire 932. Now, again, that's not a lot of people. When you look at 270 you know, uh, million people in the United States, whatever the number is that we're at, 310 million, blah, 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 blah. But they're tax exiles. And it's something that I didn't know really was something that we should track, but I think we should. Another thing we should track is beer taxes. In Tennessee, you'll pay about 66 cents more for a six-pack due to the state's beer taxes, but across the border, Missouri, you pay about three cents. In the state of California, you pay 11 cents. That's pretty dramatic, right? Kentucky, 43 cents. Kentucky's obviously got whiskey. Tennessee's obviously got distilleries. So, 66 cents for taxes on beer. I find that offensive. Like, I must want to have a Boston beer party. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm making sense to you. Maybe I'm not. How come it's 11 cents in California and 66 cents in, you know, 
Why the massive difference? Do they have better social programs there tied towards alcoholics? And now you're saying, man, you talk a lot about beer. <laughs> I do. I do. In the world of technology, some Internet stocks are getting some attention this morning. Morgan Stanley released a report updating its view on the sector. On Zillow, the real estate information company. And on restaurant reservation site, Open Table. I love Open Table. For the service, I wouldn't like it as a business. Morgan Stanley's analyst Scott Devitt cut his ratings on both companies to underweight or sell. Conversely, Groupon up 7% as he raised his target on the company. Yelp up as well. Yelp, Groupon, are very much so considered Web 2.0 type companies. I'm not sure if OpenTable and Zillow are. I think you could make a case on some level, but eh. Groupon, people under 30, I know entire gaggles of Groupon users who swear by the service. Um, but it's the people under 30. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Taking a look at some of the other stories out there today. We got the SP 500 up four. We got the Dow up 38. The Nasdaq up 11. 70% of old people are still supporting their adult children. That's a stunning statistic. Boomers and those somewhat older are feeling they'd really like to give their children and grandchildren a means to enjoy the lifestyle they feel they may not be able to achieve on their own. So 70% of respondents older than 68 are providing substantial financial support for their adult children. Morgan Stanley, strategist, you know, uh, talks a little bit about this. What's tragic about that is when you give so much money to your children and then you end up living longer than expected, they ultimately have to pay you back and let you live with them or pay you back and take care of you or pay you back and throw money back your way. Wealth advising and wealth management is not as simple as it looks at times. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Pick up the phone. Don't forget, I'm going to be in the Toll House Hotel September 12th, seven days from now, Thursday evening from 6.30 to 9, doing a wealth preservation retirement planning event. You can talk about how to draw down money, Social Security, bond alternatives. There's some new content there for bond alternatives as well as Social Security. A plan that you need to start developing, a retirement plan, five years heading into retirement. Maybe longer if you're wealthier. You can sign up for the event at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Positive economic data has pushed the Canadian Treasury to new two-year highs. Again, still historically very low, but we're kind of running out of wiggle room to say still historically low. It's not tragic. It's not upsetting. 
It's a shift to economic data on manufacturing, economic data on inflation, economic data on jobs. Some of it's tepid. Some of it's a little bit better than tepid. Yahoo unveils first new look in 18 years. Pretty uninspiring. Postal Service may be planning a huge rate hike. Companies that do a lot of mailing could see a double-digit hike coming, but United States Postal Service officials are mum on their plans. A statement argues that a drastic above-inflation rate would cause people to curtail their use of mail, exasperating the Postal Service's financial woes. It's stunning to watch that business, U.S. Postal Service, struggle. You know, they lost $1.9 billion during the fiscal quarter ended in March 31. Compared with a $3.2 billion drop a year earlier. So is it getting better? Sure. In the recent quarter, they lost $740 million. First class mail volumes are expected to slide $21 billion this year. Less than half the $51 billion seen in 2003 as skyrocketing internet use has sent the post service into financial tailspin. I can't spin that any other way than to say that's there's nothing positive in that. SP 500 is up five. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up four. The Nasdaq is up five. We started hot. We got a little bit cooler. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. He is a certified financial planner. A lot of what we talk about, Chad, is max out your 401k, buy a sensible house, keep earning money, support your kids, send them to college. And sometimes it, that's great, but it ends at 50, 55, 60 that you've done all this great stuff, you've created wealth, and you're tired, and you, you're tired of your spouse. <laughs> you know, like... What used to be a spark and fun just ain't a spark and fun anymore, and you get divorced. Divorce after 50, the gray divorce. Let's talk a little bit about it. Oh, man, it's... it's uh, Unwinding what you've created. Yeah, it's, and it's shocking. Um, at least it's a divorce that typically the, the children are grown, so it's not... At least it's not a custody fight type of divorce, which is extremely unless expensive. You're Steve, unless you're Steve Martin. Oh. He's had a kid at 67. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're so much more into this, what's going on in the media and entertainment Dude, world. I, I thought Steve Martin was dead, for all I know. His kids could be his comedy when died about 20 years ago. <laughs> his kids could be 18 when he's 85 years old. Yeah. Can you imagine yes. having a daughter at 85? It's just not even fair to the kid. I agree. It's not. They, they just miss out on hey, playing catch with dad. Well, dad would have played catch, but he broke his hip. There you go. <laughs> but at least the kid's going to get a whopping inheritance if Steve Martin That's true. Well. He, will, he will inherit money earlier. That's he, he hit a lotto. So to speak. <laughs> so anyway, let's back to the gray divorce. You create an estate plan with your sugar booker. You create retirement accounts with your sugar booker. Maybe your sugar booker stayed at home and raised the kids. So Social Security is a little bit different. Unwinding all that is emotional and it's complex. Yeah, the well, especially if there's a pension involved. How you split retirement accounts. Um, what does happen with a pension? Well, woman's married to a firefighter and he divorces her? When it comes to the pension, so the, all of that is negotiated. Okay. And there's a couple ways to negotiate it. You can either – you have your advisors because a lot of times um, accountants or CFPs will contract with a divorce attorney to calculate things like the present value of pensions because a lot of times there's lump sums and there's pensions. So you have to calculate the present value of the pension and either negotiate taking that in the form of a lump sum out of a 401K or some other asset. The – 
what what comes into play is when you're calculating those present values of pensions to use the right rates of return, um, use the right life expectancies. Because I still see CPAs say, okay, well, it's a pension. I'm going to use a six, seven, eight percent rate of return, which will drastically decrease the lump sum value. No, that's not what that's not what safe money grows at these days. Safe money grows at a very low rate, so that should warrant a larger chunk out of the 401k. What happens when you split those retirement assets, Rob, once it's all negotiated on the divorce decree, once the divorce decree is signed and final? You have to have a separate attorney write up what's called a quadro, Qualified Domestic Relation Order, and that's what allows pensions, 401ks, 403bs to split assets and allow the spouses to roll it into their separate IRA or retirement accounts. So it's a process, and one of the things that people have to plan for is they think they're going to go through a divorce and that that money, that retirement money is going to be available to them right away. And what you see is once the divorce is final, you see it taking two, three, four months to get the retirement accounts actually split into separate accounts so that people really need to realize where their money is going to come from during that settlement process. The divorce is final, great, here's what I get, here's what you get, but where's my income going to come from in the meantime? And most people don't think about that kind of stuff. No, no, and the most attorney, attorneys don't either. They want to, you know, they get through this long divorce process that takes, geez, some of them take three years when there's a lot of assets. And so they're just as happy as the other person to get the divorce final and move on. And then, you know, the quadro comes from a different person and takes a longer time to process. And it's it's mess. It's it's a it's a it's a big thing to go through. And you don't think that your expenses are going to be cut in half. That's not what happens. So keeping the house, not keeping the house, these are all difficult decisions, and you really need to keep a good head on your shoulder during the divorce process because having been through a divorce, you feel like a failure. You feel like you created something that was supposed to last forever. You're supposed to get one shot at a perfect love in your life, and you blow it. So don't blow it. Don't make it worse by panicking and demanding you get the house. Don't make it worse by panicking and you know, not doing things right and suing each other to oblivion. You want to love the person. Go through mediation. Don't well, yeah, and it's and it's not just it's both sides. There tends to be one person that wants to continue the conflict for a long period of time, and another person that just wants it to end. So they make rash decisions and sometimes give up too much without sitting down with an advisor, doing long-term cash flow projections. Because you know, just like anything else in divorce, cash is king, and and knowing where each dollar is going to come from is extremely important, and projecting that out over the long term. And my final thought on this is. Don't forget to change all your paperwork beneficiaries after you divorce. And your passwords. And your passwords. <laughs> Don't make things a little bit worse, if you know what I'm saying, in the worst case. Now, you're listening to me, Rob Black. That was CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Trying to give you financial advice that's going to save you money in your lifetime. There's you know some really, really simple ways of looking at money that not a bad thing. I think you should be able to write down 20 things that you believe in. Um, I think you should be able to write them down on an index card or a napkin. Like save 20% of your money. I, If you could do that, you're going to do well. Max out your 401k or equivalent employee contribution plan, whether it be a 403b or 457. Buy inexpensive, well-diversified mutual funds such as Vanguard Target Funds. I think the person on the other side of all trades probably knows more than you. 
about investing, so I would be very cautious on buying individual stocks. Maximize tax-saving vehicles like Roths or SEPs or 529 plans. Pay attention to fees. Avoid actively managed funds in most cases. Promote social insurance programs to help people when things go wrong, because they will go wrong. Those are just some things that I think you should throw out, be able to throw out there and have an opinion on. Is the stock market crash coming? If it is, you're thrilled if you're under 50. Because the next 10 years, you're going to be buying at a discount. If you're a single lady, as my uh, girl from Beyonce once said, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, um, it's expensive to be a single lady. Unwed women pay more than married counterparts. From health insurance taxes to housing, the cost of being a single unwed woman is shocking. Spousal attachment aside, singlehood in American society means paying more for employee service providers. State corporations missing out on married couples' financial benefits. The federal Government extends $1,100 in rights, benefits, and protections to married couples. Single women don't just lose out on financial perks like that. They also earn less than married men and women in the workplace. Single women earn 78% of what married women earn. Single women earn 57 cents for every dollar that married men earn. Single women pay a huge price. They pay more for laundry than men do. So, I don't know. The expenses over a lifetime, it adds up. Probably about $500,000 in a lifetime of being a single woman versus a married woman. For an average American woman who makes 40000 For an average woman, American woman who makes 80000 being single versus not being married, about a million dollars in a lifetime. Each calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Got a big event coming up in Los Gatos at the hotel, Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos from 630 to 9, one week from today, Thursday evening, Toll House Hotel. It's a retirement workshop boot camp. Some new content on bond alternatives, some new content on Social Security. But it's all about retirement and the retirement issues that you're going to face. I'll talk about the back half of the year. It's filling up quickly. Sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. We'll take a break. We'll talk to you soon. This industry is unexpectedly accelerated in August as orders picked up. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Madden is a $4 billion video game franchise. John Madden, Oakland Raiders coach from many, 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 many years ago. He, um, virtual football season basically has kicked off. 
with the launch last week of Microsoft's Xbox 360 and Sony PlayStation 3 mobile versions, Madden NFL 25. Madden plays an important role in EA's library of annual releases. It's huge. It's, the game is only second to Activision's Call of Duty Black Ops 2, with over 5 million copies sold. Electronic Arts has sold over 100 million copies of Madden, according to data. Life to date. I think I'm saying that about correctly. Go do the math on that one. 100 million. You figure the games cost 40, 50, 60 bucks. Madden has no real competition. And football has become the unofficial American pastime ahead of baseball. Baseball has about five minutes of live action plays, but you have to spend two and a half hours watching it. So some of these things that you could extrapolate, you know, uh, no competition. You're looking for that. Does Facebook have competition? Does Twitter have competition in what they do? EA pays the National Football League and NFL Players Association $50 million for the exclusive video game licensee. Company pays John Madden about $2 million for the rights to his name. Yeah, that's pretty high expectations. Uh, EA is going to sell 5 million copies of Madden NFL 25 this year. That's going to be about 6% of sales. Video games are kind of grown-up business, whether you like it or not. Let's take a look at what's happening in the world of money. And for the record, I'd like some more interaction. I'm feeling the radio audience. Sometimes they're not there. I do TV at 6.45 and 9.15, as well as Monday at 11. And I get lots of interaction. Sometimes radio, I get None. SP 500's up 3, the Dow's up 17, the NASDAQ up 6, 10 year Treasury sits at 2.97. Woohoo! So close to 3. What's going to happen? Better economic reports send stocks higher this morning, but they're not very much higher, and they've pulled back from earlier morning gains. Everyone's expecting something along the lines of a strike in Syria. If there's a consensus that's built, perhaps the markets could rally. Youth underemployment is a massive problem. Youth unemployment is a massive problem. BlackBerry seeks to sale by the end of November. They just saw what Nokia did, and they're next. So consolidation is going to continue, whether they want it to or not. Global economies, we keep hearing on a daily basis that there's more and more risk. So keep that in mind. Don't underestimate that. Global economies obviously seem to be paying a lot of attention to what the United States is doing, especially with monetary policy. So someone that I know basically got a job offer from Intuitive Surgical, and she's uh, kind of a medical device rep. And the company's got an FDA enforcement action warning letter. The company makes the Da Vinci surgical tool that's pretty cool. 
Um, but there's a lot of drama going on right now. Would I work for the company? Absolutely. But would I work for the company for stock options? No. Would I work for the company knowing that it's a guaranteed salary till the day I die? No. We're kind of in different times now. A lot of stuff we're watching right now, strongly leaning towards jobs, in my opinion. Now, not everyone's going to share that same opinion. But I am paying a lot of attention right now to uh, job creation and job dismissals. I think that's probably the driving story at this point in time. stock market had a strong showing yesterday. Not a clear catalyst out there. Employment change is something we're paying attention to. Factory output's better than expected. Employment data is not going to alter expectations in front of Friday's report. But we're looking for 177,000 increase in non-farm payroll, 180,000 increase in private sector payrolls. The G20 summit's underway. And that's this weekend. President Mario Draghi from the ECB said in his conference that, you know, we're going to keep rates at a low, 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 low rate. Costco, a big box retailer, reported 4% increase in same-store sales. Some people just love Costco. I've never gotten the fascination with it, but then again, I've gone on Saturdays when you shouldn't go. Bank of England, Bank of Japan, European Central Bank hold rates steady at half, one-tenth of a percent, and five-tenths of a percent, respectively. Mario Draghi reminds downside risks remain present. but than expected initial claims this morning, 10-year Treasury playing with that 3% level. It hits it tomorrow if... Uh, Employment numbers are positive. Strength today in consumer discretionary, energy, financials, and telco. Weakness in consumer staples, healthcare, and utilities. If you think there's an improved economy, you probably want exposure to financials, consumer discretionary, as well as technology. All areas that benefit from an increase. As well as some uh, industrial plays as well. Trains definitely do well. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. You can always drop me an anonymous email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Where are you in your financial retirement plan? We're going to be discussing retirement issues one week from today, September 12th, Thursday, at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos, California. I always like these events. I always hate them in the moment, but it's always good in hindsight to see who the audience is, to see who benefits, to see who hurts, to see who's struggling. I explain everything you need to know about retirement from predicting retirement income needs to managing taxes. CFP Chad Burton presents right by my side. He actually controls these events in a large part. You can sign up for the event at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos one week from today, 630 to 9 at robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. I was the 16098. The views and opinions expressed irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network.
Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, invested in more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. We could talk markets. We could talk about your individual scenarios. Let's start this hour with an email. You can email me, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Do a little sound effect in your own little head of someone typing in rob at robblack.com. Sean sent me an email. He's 36. She's 32. He has a will, but he's not sure if it's complete. He has a trust. He's not sure if it's complete. His Roth is 11000 and his 401k's got 11000 and his joint account's got 3000 He's looking for information on rebalancing his 401k and IRA from previous company and seeking stock market growth strategy. He's massively behind saving for retirement. That's the first thing that I could throw out there. You know, I don't know a lot about him. Maybe he has an inheritance coming. Where he should be for retirement depends on a lot of his expectations for retirement. First and foremost, you have to have a budget. Do you want a million dollars at retirement? Do you want two million dollars at retirement? Generation X is expected to be worse off than boomers. I would say he falls into what's referred to as the millennials. Maybe Generation X, maybe Generation Y, depending on how crazy you want to go at it. <clears throat> so first and foremost, he needs a goal. A million dollars is going to pay you $40,000 a year, plus your Social Security. Two million is going to pay you 80000 After that, let's face it, not that many 70-year-olds are partying on 120000 They cut back. They garden. They, they cut back, most of them. So he has to have some goals. He's behind them because he's got 22000 essentially. The $3,000 that he has in another account or savings account, I consider emergency money. He should always have emergency. Because, get this, retirement derailers, they set savers back an average $117,000. Nearly all or 90% of those surveyed had experienced at least one economic or life event that hurt their retirement savings. You want your money to grow for you, but you don't want to tap into it during an emergency event. The top three derailers were low interest rates, which hurt the growth of retirement assets. A lot of people keep, you know, the low interest rates really hurt our senior citizens. They've really hurt our senior citizens in America. Some that wanted to live off CD money. Some that wanted, you know, the the bonds to grow at 4 to 5%, and slowly they're growing at 0 to 2%. Another retirement derailer is the market, as well as, you know, lower than expected home equity. Too many people look at their house as the savings piggy bank. It's not. If you lose your job, it's going to tap into your retirement. So right out of the gate, he's not saving enough. At his age bracket, 
he should have somewhere between a hundred thousand, forty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars saved. He's got twenty thousand. Now again, I don't know too much more about him. He's got two children. Are they three years old? Or are they 18 years old? I guess if they're 18, that means he had a kid when he was 18. Could be. So, he has to have a diversified portfolio. He's concerned about rebalancing it. And that's fine. I think you should be concerned about it. But also, I don't think that's the number one concern. The two things that do best, or the simple math that helps people a lot, are time and a healthy savings account. I'd rather be market diversified, equity diversified, than time the market. I don't need to hit a home run with Tesla. I'm the Ikaro Suzuki of finance. I'd rather have good speed. I'd rather have... You know, an ability not to strike out a lot. I'd rather be a good contact hitter, being able to pull the ball to the left or the right side of the field, depending on where base runners are. I don't have to be the home run star. Again, there is that analogy that you can make to baseball. His portfolio should have some large cap in it, some mid cap, some small cap. And you can look at that as some 40-year-old players, some 30-year-old players, and some 20-year-old players. Or you could look at it as veterans versus rookies. You could look at it as up-and-coming versus established. I think he wants some income, and I think he wants some emerging market exposure. You don't want too much emerging market exposure, but you want some emerging market exposure. I think we need to start looking at ridiculously stupid people and eliminating them from our, our mindset. Donald Trump, two years ago, said that you know if anyone wants to pay rent... For his New York office building in gold bullion, he'd take that instead of dollars. Gold was at $1,800 an ounce plus then. Now it's at 1300 an ounce. Stupid statements by stupid people hurt average people like you. And I hate to see it. So what else should this couple do? Um, rebalance. There's a button on your portfolio that says rebalance. You could automatically rebalance your portfolio on a quarterly, annual basis. I suggested. I'd rather you be a robot than compassionate or passionate or empathic. Do robots dream? I don't know. So I feel pretty comfortable with that basic advice. I think he should be saving at least 20% of his money now, maybe 25%. Automatically goes into a savings account. Uh, If he's carrying a credit card balance, he should pay that off in full every month. If he wants to go to Target Funds, since he's 35 years old, roughly, 36 years old, I think I read that, right? He's 36, she's 32. Congratulations on the younger wife. I think, um, you know, he should basically, let's round up to 40. And let's say he's going to retire in 20 years. And that puts him at roughly 2035. He hasn't saved enough, so he needs to say he's going to retire in 2045 or 2050 or 2055. So it's more aggressive. But it's also a balanced approach to accumulating wealth. He needs to have a budget with Mint.com. Take a look at it on a regular basis. Try to figure out if there's stuff that you're spending on that you shouldn't. And that's where I'd start. I want to try to fix the system immediately. I'd do it over a series of events and a series of time. I'd look at your insurance costs, see what you could lower there. Buy term life insurance to cover your income, 10 times salary, start. 
refine it going forward with the financial planner. I'd get disability insurance because if he gets disabled with a stroke or a car accident, he's going to be financially broke. Um, but slow refinements to this. If his spouse is not working, I'd consider maybe working, or at some point in time when the kids are old enough, consider working. Because you haven't saved enough in the Bay Area to be set for life, and you're falling further and further behind as you don't save. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Call the show, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Got a retirement event coming up at Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel. Sign up for it next Thursday from 6.30 at robblack.com. 581. West Texas Intermediate Crew 14,009. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. A robber who got out of prison early went on a killing spree in Nebraska. Convicted robber in Nebraska allegedly shot four people in the head weeks after finishing a decade-long prison stint that began when he was a teenager. There's no clear motive for the killings. All but one of the victims had no connection to him. During his decade in prison, he got written out for behaving violently and erratically. He tried to make a weapon out of a toilet brush. The murder of one of his victims after he got out early, 10 years early, um, is particularly disturbing. A wife and mother of three on her way home from work basically pulled up a car behind as he got out of the car, pulled her out of the car, shot her in the head. Crazy things happen. That's why you have to do everything you can to make your financial life as healthy as possible. I'm not selling any commission products. I'm not selling anything like that. I'm telling you crazy things happen. And I don't want it to to leave you with life of economic pain. The survivor's going to have to raise three children. Hopefully they go to college. That's costly. Raising three kids are costly. Look at the price of Huggies. Like they should make those things reusable inside out. Anyhow and anyway, um, let's take a look at the market numbers. Change the topic. But again, you have to see crazy stuff happens out there. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. The market's opened higher. It looked like it was going to be a very positive day, and slowly but surely, things have started slipping. The Dow's up one, the NASDAQ up five, the SP 500 up one. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. One of the things that upsets me, Chad, is that a lot of people get a lot of bad product, financial product. They accumulate it. They feel stuck with it. They feel comfortable being stuck with it. They don't make changes. Let's talk a little annuity rescue. Why do annuities need to be rescued? Well, a lot of people get sold annuities, um, especially, let's say, in their 40s and 50s as an asset accumulation tool, and it's not. It's, an a- it's really certain types of no-load annuities make sense for asset protection from a down market. The ones that have are no-load, underlying investments look like mutual funds. They're extremely low cost. There's not a commission involved. 
And they have a backup to the stock market that says, okay, we'll pay you 5% or more for life, no matter what the market does. That can be good for 20% of a portfolio, and usually it needs to be in a retirement account, not a taxable account. But what I see is that you get people in their 40s and 50s being sold by brokers and bankers variable annuities as a wealth accumulation tool. Or you see somebody that's 75 or 80 years old with an annuity that they've purchased and they were you know, offered all these smoke and mirrors, and all of a sudden they're in this annuity. It's five years old, and it's paying them hardly anything. And it's not a, doing what they need to do. Give me a couple bullet points why you don't like variable annuities sold to people in their 40s and 50s. Well, because you have what under, the underlying investment looks like mutual funds are called subaccounts. And so they say, well, you can invest in these things, and, and you can rebalance the portfolio, and there's no taxes due because they're tax-deferred. And the true part of that is the average investor asset locates the wrong way, and they lose 15% of the return each year in taxes. So they use this product as a tax deferral type of a product, and they make it sound like you're going to get a guaranteed rate of return on your principal, which you're not. What happens is your, your principal will be affected by fees that are in the 2 to 2.5% range. Yeah. So, so do, whatever you're, bells you're and doomed? whistles you get, yeah. you, you're losing in the form of high fees for the rest of your life. You're doomed to underperformance and high fees. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's you're you're it's doomed. It will cost your family a lot more than the benefits that you're being sold. Right. Um, so you've got to get out of that. You've got to figure out a way to asset locate the right way and cut those fees out of the picture, so more money actually stays in your pocket. They they're sold based on fear, but if you look at the balance portfolio, even from 2007 to where we are today, it still averaged a great rate of return as long as you had a balanced portfolio and you weren't just in stocks or just in financials. Um, So those high fees aren't going to get you anywhere when you're in your 40s and 50s. It might make sense if you're 65 years old and you have, you know, maybe 10 to 20 percent of your portfolio and something like that, but it's it's not. And or if you get somebody selling an annuity to somebody that's 75 years old and it's a 10-year lockup period, criminal. And then at the end of the 10 years, they're getting one or two percent. And so now they're kind of stuck in this thing. They say, well, I've got all this tax-deferred buildup. Now what do I do? So you can still rescue that annuity. You can do what's called a tax-free 1035 exchange into a better type of annuity, or if it's an IRA, back into a regular type of an IRA account. What's an example of a better type of annuity? Well, so you've got to find out what you want that annuity to do for you. So let's say you're 65 years old and you've been locked up into some terrible indexed annuity or fixed annuity, and now it's sitting there earning 2% because interest rates are so low. Well, you could 1035 exchange into a no-load variable annuity where there's no back-end surrender charges, so if you decide you want to get out in two years or a year, you can. And inside the investment, there's other types of investments that look like, you know, mutual funds from places like Vanguard and PIMCO and everything else. But no matter what the market does, it'll give you that income that you need of 5% or more for life. Are the fees still higher than a balanced portfolio? Yeah. But you're buying this as part of your kind of hedged income piece of your portfolio. Um, So you can can 1035 exchange tax-free into that. But don't 1035 into a portfolio. Another bad product that ties your money up for 10 years. That if it's too complicated to understand or if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. You know, I got into the business at 19 with my grandfather, sold annuities and mutual funds at banks for years and years before fee-based planning was around. So I know these products inside and out. And there's only one fixed annuity I like. There's only one index annuity I like and only two no-load variable annuities I like. The rest of the annuities on the market out there, in my opinion, are garbage. Okay. So it's unfortunately one of the fastest growing sold products because they, they offer these 
these, they offer these guarantees that sound so good, you know, 6 and 7%. Like you can walk away with a guaranteed 6 and 7% return and get a check for that in 10 years. You can't. It's kind of smoke and mirrors. What hurts me the most are the slimy people that sell them actually believe that they think they're good products. Yeah, and sometimes it's not their fault. It's usually they've come out of some other industry, and they get pushed through a training process where they're kind of brainwashed into believing it. And I kind of like, you know, when I look to hire certified financial planners, usually it's people that spend four or five years in that type of industry, and then they go get their CFP, and they realize what's right. Yeah. And they know what's right going forward. But they still have a clear understanding of what's wrong with those products that are out there. And that actually makes them a better advisor in the long run. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Coming up in the next segment, I'm going to spend probably five, ten minutes talking about ten mistakes that people make. Because sometimes it's not about what you do on the positive side. It's about what you don't do on the negative side, or what you do on the negative side that hurts you. So I want to eliminate some of that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some of the daily news. We'll take a break here. This is Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up. In Los Gatos, the Toll House Hotel Retirement Workshop Boot Camp. Some new content on Social Security and bond alternatives, especially in this higher interest rate environment or moving higher interest rate environment. It's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. It's the place where wise money invests, and its track record of the last 25 years is better than gold. What is this place? Real estate. I'm Tom Wilson, and I'd like to... You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Sounds like Marcus Mumford, Mumford and Sons. It's not. It's kind of awkward, in my opinion, that the song was produced for an American Idol winner at the same exact studio that where Mumford and Sons produced their first two albums, but also by the same producer. I guess there's a sound out there. And if you look at it that way, a sound, you can understand how the music industry works. If any of you people out there think Miley Cyrus created her performance, you're insane. If you think anything of that was her going off the cue cards, you're ludicrous. It's an industry that crafts its performances to you based on the concept of selling more records and selling more product. She's a rising star in the world of getting people to do transactions in the music industry. And MTV, CBS, Viacom, they know it. They're not stupid. That was a very carefully crafted concept that left people shocked when what it really was was you got played. Here's another example of that. Martha Stewart's getting dumped by struggling retailer Jacques Pony. JCPenney CEO Mike Ullman decided to go away from Stewart's home goods after they didn't sell well. You know, they're not going to put product out there that doesn't sell. They're not going to put product that's not relevant. People who are 20 to 35 
purchasers of goods. And all I say is, go look at your mom's, your mom who's 55. Look at the last time she bought a bedspread. It's been a while. So, if Martha Stewart was selling well, they, they're not going to dump her. They need to find someone who's relevant that brings people into stores to buy their goods. Maybe it's Kanye. Buy Kanye bed sheets. You a bedwetter? Buy a Kanye bed sheet. Like, yeah, I, I get that. I don't like it, but I get it. Sophia Varaga. Excuse me if my uh, Spanish isn't very good, because it's not. She's the highest paid woman on television right now, pocketing $30 million. But not all of it for being the alpha male on Modern Family. Some of it's for being a spokesperson. For Diet Pepsi, for CoverGirl, for Rooms to Go. For State Farm Insurance, for Comcast. She's got some bilingual endorsement deals. A clothing line at Kmart. The bilingual tells you that she appeals to two generations. Two, not generations, but two groups of people. So right there, she's an attractive switch hitter. Second on the list is Kaylee Cuoco from Big Bang Theory. Fifth on the list is Bethany Frankel, Real Housewives of New York City. $10 million. She's three times as much. Again, very carefully marketed. If you take a look at movies today, oftentimes there's a stop somewhere in the movie in Europe and stop somewhere in the movie in Asia. Very few blockbusters take place solely in the city of Detroit because they want that international audience to go with the American audience. It's all formulatic. Formulaic. Formulatic. You say formulatic. I say formulaic. Formulatic. Formulaic. Formulatic. Formulaic. Okay. I told you I'd go over ten things that can wipe out a lot of money decisions, a lot of positive money. One is believing in a stock. A lot of people put too much in one name. I could tell you go back to Intel. They're a monopoly. No one competes with them. I don't think I've seen that much innovation out of Intel personally in the last five to seven years. The old 286 became a 386 processor, which became a 486, which became a Pentium, Pentium 1, Pentium 2, Pentium 3, and then their I-357s, and I can't tell the difference in semiconductors anymore. Maybe I'm just old. Unless it clear, cures, cures my hemorrhoids, I, 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 I'm not that impressed. Another way to lose money, big money, big mistake, is to buy an annuity as an investment. Annuity is a contract with an insurance company. It is a risk management tool. It is not an investment. And the people at Ameriprise and the people who work at you know low-level financial firms, they're going to sell you an annuity because they make a great deal of money. And they're, they were branded and they were marketed that they were great products. The insurance wrapper is promising either a particular guaranteed outcome upon your death or a specific amount of future income you can draw. That insurance wrapper is expensive. The investment management is expensive. That combination says insure your life with term life and invest the rest and invest it. And don't try to insure it. An investment's an investment. Buy great companies. Buy great exposure. Watch too many people buy a variable annuity because they misunderstood how the guarantee works. Several years after you purchase it, you find out it doesn't quite work the way you think it works. Now, you get locked into a product that's not the best option for you. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's a learning event. 
Another way to get, wipe out your retirement is to get reeled into real estate. In 2007, one of my good friends owned 12 rental properties with a cumulative value of over $3 million plus dollars. Within a few years, most had been short-sold or foreclosed, and all of his wealth that he had created was gone. I have a friend last year whose father went out, took out, in 2004, 2005, took out a loan on his home, then took out a loan on a home, and then took out another loan, and wiped out his whole retirement because he got reeled into real estate. It takes deep pockets when the economy goes down, renters can move out, leaving you with a mortgage payment and no income available for those payments. Another, another way that people wipe out wealth is following a tip. Look, I can't tell you how many times people are like, hey, we've got this next big thing coming. Hey, you should so be in this stock. Oh, you're an idiot for not shorting that stock. Oh, you're an idiot. I love people that use the frame for the, the word idiot. Tips are great for a wait or a waitress. For people who want to successfully invest over time, you need discipline, not tips. Another area that wipes out a ton of wealth is changing lanes. People who wanted tech stocks in the 90s, they held on to them too long in the 2000s, and they, then they switched to real estate, and then they don't switch out. Really. Like, it's a deja vu experience that people chase performance. You know, when Donald Trump in 2011 said that gold, he'd take gold as rent, it signaled the high because it becomes too much of a conventional wisdom. When it's conventional wisdom, it's probably too late to the party. Changing lanes isn't effective. If you want to get in the fast lane, get in the fast lane. If you want to get in the moderate speed lane, get in the moderate speed lane. But changing lanes, jumping back and forth, it's only going to slow you down. Another mistake that I see people make that wipes out a ton of wealth is trying to play currency. Do you have any idiots contact me and said they wanted to buy the Iraqi dinar? I know I shouldn't have called people idiots because I just said people call it, people idiots or fools. You know, people think, oh, I know, now that Iraq is rubble, buying the dinar is great. You know, if you invest $100,000 in a currency trading program and it pays you $5,000 a month, Math doesn't add up. $60,000 a year on a $100,000 investment. You can't get returns like that. Currency trading programs are typically discovered to be scams. Perpetrators are typically arrested. Don't play currency cards. Don't play the expert cards. Don't fall in love with outlandish uh, promises. I'm going to make love to you every single day of my life. That's not going to happen. You're going to get 60% on your investment. That's not going to happen. You're going to get 15% on your return, on your investment. That's not likely going to happen. You're going to get 8 to 10%. That's, that's, that's okay. A lot of people follow their ego, and that's a mistake that people make. You know, if someone appeals to your ego, walk away. When it comes to investing, the only thing I've seen egos do is help people lose money. You know, I once had a client um, that moved a big amount of money into a firm, into the firm. And that big amount of money got people's attention on, you know, where they should be, where they shouldn't be. But trust me, sometimes people who are millionaires are thrifty and frugal, and they'd rather prefer to stay thrifty and frugal. Not getting too excited, not getting into too many leveraged products, not getting into too much sexiness. They got wealthy by being frugal. 
Bernie Madoff was a great investment lesson where people wrote checks to him and not to their own accounts. Third-party custodians sends account statements directly to you. Investment advisors can make changes in your account, but the transactions are reportedly directly to you. Never, ever think that one person is going to help you. His firm served as its own custodian, which meant they could make up what their clients would see on their statements. That's no good. That's why Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, Vanguard are great firms, because they can't make stuff up. You need that check and balance. Another mistake that I see people make is they leverage up. Whether it be homes or portfolios, leverage can derail you. A lot of people take loans against their portfolios. A lot of people get margin calls in a down market and they don't know what to do. And the final area that I think people make mistakes in are motives. What are their motives for investing? What's the motive for the person on the other side for giving you a product? If they're making, you know, 2 to 4% in commissions and you're making 6 to 7% in returns, your real rate of returns miserable. So watch out. There's a lot of illiquid investments like privately traded REITs, which Fenric basically calls inappropriate for most Americans. And yet you hear them marketed about all the time. And it takes a long time for that story to unwind negatively. But it does. You can find me online at robblack.com. Big retirement boot camp coming up at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Sign up for it September 12th, 639 at robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. Good morning. This traffic report is brought to you by Garmin. We're starting in San Francisco where there's a stalled tour bus. Stocks are trading higher from Bloomberg World Headquarters in New York. I'm Charlie Pellet. Benchmark indexes are poised to 14,947, a gain of 0.1%. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Jeff Bezos visited the Washington Post yesterday, and he said something fascinating. He said, don't be boring, but more importantly, he said it should be as easy to subscribe to the Washington Post as it is to buy diapers at Amazon. He's methodical, he's strong, he's intense, he's optimistic. He asks people to pitch in with a little extra energy, focus, and creativity. He sat with 20 reporters and listened. I think he's one of those CEOs you pay attention to. Mark Benioff at Salesforce.com is another one. There's others that you start to tune out. You know, when Bezos announced... Prime, that you pay $79 for two-day delivery on anything you get that year, I'm in. At the initial thought, I was like, no, 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 no. It just didn't, I didn't buy into it. But now I get it. I totally get it. And when you get free video services, 
whether it be TV shows that you like or don't like, I'm in. I watched Cabin in the Woods, which was a kind of a horror movie slash spoof of horror movies. Was, I thought it was pretty well done. I killed an evening with it. You know, I don't watch a lot of media, but when it's thrown in Amazon Prime, I'm like, I'm going to keep Amazon Prime because I remember that positive experience. And if you have children, you know, Amazon Prime gives you the f- video services. Do you know what? I can't imagine what it would have been like to be, you know, parents in the 80s and 90s where you were going out and buying DVDs and VHS cassettes that, you know, your kid would watch so many times he actually wore them out rewinding them. I love the idea of what the services of Amazon are doing on cloud. With that said, I'm not in love. You know that, I know that. Can't afford to fall in love. So take a look at the markets today. You've got the S&P 500 trading fractionally higher, up 3. The Dow up 19. The Nasdaq's up 11. Smart watches, according to what Samsung put out yesterday, it's not the new smartphone. Very limited and very much so in need of having a smartphone with it to pair. Qualcomm's come out with a watch as well that I don't understand that. Intel's coming out with a cable product that I don't understand that. Wearable devices are going to become more and more popular. There's no doubt about it. I love the idea of being able to talk it into your wrist versus having a cell phone up to your head. I have some positives. Uh, fitness gear tied towards a watch. Doing your heartbeat. Potentially telling you when you're going to have a heart attack. The watch strap for Samsung Galaxy Gear is rubber. There's six different colors. It's going to be 300 to 350 bucks. There's demand for the device, even though there won't be a major source of revenue for tech companies early on. A couple years ago, many years ago, HP came out with a tablet computer, and then three months later, Intel came out, uh, Apple came out with their iPad. This is creating an opportunity for Apple to get it right. Samsung really did it. People love new technology, yes, but in a recent poll, 64% thinks it's a dumb idea. Now, if you, look at your, if you look at your phone typically 115 plus times a day, if you can cut some of that by looking at your watch, I'm all for it. I'm in. You had me at hello. But when you're unplugging your phone and charging it, and you're unplugging your watch and you're charging it, um... That's the issue. So it's not quite there yet. I do like the idea of phones becoming more of an accessory. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Bank of England, Bank of Japan, European Central Bank, all kept interest rates low today. Better than expected initial claims, 333,000 reading. That drops the four-week moving average to the lowest level since October 2007. We should get some healthy reports on Friday, tomorrow, on employment in the United States. Treasury yield is tickle, tickle, tickling, getting close to uh, 3%. Sits at 2.98 right now. Positive news tomorrow pushes 10-year Treasury higher. That makes mortgage costs higher, which you, the consumer, have benefited from, likely. And it also makes higher the cost of corporate bonds. For them to borrow money, it's a higher IOU. 
Retailers are doing deep, deep, deep discounts for back-to-school items this year. So their margins are going to be under pressure. The areas where margins are not under pressure are tied towards housing and autos. There's not a lot of discounting going on there. Um, fewer than a dozen U.S. retailers report monthly sales now, down from a peak of about 68. Some big names like Macy's and Walmart and Best Buy, they've dropped out of the same source sales index. So we don't really know what's going on with back-to-school as far as insight. But some of them that we've seen, we could see the discounting is going to take a pay. It's going to take a hit. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You can sign up for an event, robblack.com. It is the Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning event. Um, it's a retirement boot shop, workshop, coming up in uh, Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel, Thursday, September 12th. Um, topics include avoiding high-feed retirement products, minimizing impact of taxes, maximizing income, importance of time and in retirement, and new tax and state planning laws. Going to go over some bond alternatives, going to go over Social Security, and go over the back half of the year, what we're expecting, especially tied towards um, tapering September, the Fed, what sectors to be in. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. We'll take a break here. Back in 22 hours. Don't forget to listen to the CFP Chad Burton Show today from 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock here on AM 1220, also on podcast form. It's pretty easy to find. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.